Africa's gift to its tribe. Homegrown Radio. Ekaya. My home. For me to, to show the reason why the blockchain technology and the protocol is very important. Mm-hmm. And I think what they were trying to achieve back then is what's important for me. You know, when, mm-hmm. when we talk about protocol, right? Mm-hmm. To have a decentralized system where you can reduce cost. Welcome to it. I'm Desiree, and today Learn Crypto Zero One has brought you a very special guest, Shabs. Shabs, how are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. Shabs, we are discussing all things cryptocurrency, all things blockchain technology. We're in the bottom of the continent, Africa, South Africa, to be specific. And we, as crypto curious, are here talking about the blockchain technology, which is for many uh, blockchain enthusiasts is no longer a new phenomenon, but many people being 2023 have now started actually looking into this technology and saying, what is it? How can we as a company or as an individual come through and say, I'm also involved in this technology? We are hosted by Homegrown Radio. We are Learn Crypto Africa, and we are very excited to be having this session today where we're talking blockchain technology. Shabs, let's get into it. When I met you back, I think, in 2009, if my memory serves me right, you are the guy that said to me, I do blockchain. And at the time, I'm like, what is blockchain? And you kept going on. No matter what we spoke about, you kept taking me back to blockchain. At the time, it was a distant mystery for me and yeah. here we are how many years later and mm-hmm. we are talking blockchain as the big buzzword welcome mm-hmm. and thank you for joining us talk to us about your journey in yeah. the blockchain technology awesome awesome first of all thank you uh, for hosting me uh, it's been many many years since we actually <laughs> met and we actually <laughs> started this journey and I, I can clearly remember our, uh-huh. our first conversations and right. you know, how enthusiastic <laughs> I was about uh, this technology, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so my journey kind of goes back to um, starting a, a startup um, mm-hmm. in the rewards um, marketing space. When did you first hear about blockchain? So I, I first heard about blockchain through some entrepreneurs in Pretoria mm-hmm. um, that were playing around with that technology. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being part of a loyalty rewards um, startup, mm-hmm. they were looking to uh, integrate uh, right. blockchain technology to loyalty rewards uh, solutions. And that's where I first uh, heard about it. And from there on, um, I got a little bit interested. Um, I became part of the IBM Global Entrepreneurship Program, mm-hmm. which literally just, you know, gave me that uh, opportunity to uh, to dive deep into uh, the blockchain uh, space and solutions. And that that's pretty much where I, I come from. And this is like. Um, 2014, 2015, when I'm now going through the process of like Mm. deep learning. Did you have any inkling in your head about Mm. how big it would be and how its birth child, Bitcoin as a currency, would just evolve? 
Um, no, no, I didn't. You I had didn't. no clue. I don't I, even I remember no you talking about Bitcoin to me at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a clue. But the one thing that I, I mm -hmm. did um, focus on mm -hmm. uh, very early on in, in my journey was mm -hmm. use cases. Right. right? Um, I never just wanted to focus on the transactional uh, aspect, mm -hmm. talking about investment and Bitcoin mm -hmm. and uh, what that could do um, for one's individual journey when it comes to uh, mm -hmm. making money. But I, I wanted to focus on the use case. What right. exactly is Bitcoin trying to do? At that right? time, what that use time. case were you thinking about? And is that mm -hmm. use case still relevant now? Uh, look, I, I was studying Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and that's where the underlying technology that powered it came in. Mm -hmm. um, back then, the remittance space was exactly uh, where I was looking at. But mm -hmm. uh, all in all, I think that industry has developed into an amazing industry. The Bitcoin, so, the currency. Um, remittance, mm -hmm. um, but also from an investment perspective, mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin has just done over and above what <laughs> anybody any anybody ever expected so right. it, if you invested back then it would have been know, one of right? the best investments yeah and what makes bitcoin a sort of the the attractive point or the tr the attractive currency is its protocol which oh. back in 2009 was signed and sealed and put onto uh, a ledger by the great Satoshi Nakamoto who's becoming who's become a, a mysterious uh, um, entity yeah. it was the protocol and what can we what do you still feel about that protocol now especially in the light of all these other altcoins that have come into the into light what what do you think about that protocol right now so i, th I think that Bitcoin set the base, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, and that protocol now is what is used to mm -hmm. be able to um, differentiate and build different uh, varieties mm -hmm. of uh, protocol or systems. Mm -hmm. um, it, when you talk about uh, these protocols and you talk about altcoins, mm -hmm. um, you, you have to remember that the one place where you start from mm -hmm. is the Bitcoin. and um, what that was supposed to do, mm. right? Mm. Um, I think the, for me, and again, I'll, I'll come back to um, a couple of simple uh, uh, concepts right. in order for me to, to show the reason why the blockchain technology and the protocol is very important. Mm -hmm. And I think what they were trying to achieve back then is what's important for me, you know, when, mm -hmm. when we talk about protocol, right? Mm -hmm. To have a decentralized a system where you can reduce cost, mm -hmm. where you can be able to do peer-to-peer -peer, uh, sort of payments, um, where you can have um, trust mm -hmm. um, that is not centralized to any government, that yes. is not centralized to a private um, uh, system. I think those are the critical um, sort yes. of um, uh, sort of elements right. that one should think of, you yeah. know, when you're looking at um, what these systems are supposed to do, right? Um, so, going forward, mm -hmm. altcoins, um, I honestly believe that um, we have seen so many different variations, mm -hmm. uh, some good, some bad, mm -hmm. um, and now we talk about the things like. Um, your computing power, your cost, mm -hmm. and, and, and so on. So um, 
in terms of protocols, I, I, I think um, those are integral to mm -hmm. the system. Right. But the use case for me is always where I land up. Absolutely. Uh, the use case is what will determine whether um, an altcoin is going to go further than you know one is expecting, yes. or where you yeah. know it's just going to be another fade that and everybody's talking fact, about. I love the fact that Bitcoin just opened a gateway for so many other opportunities within the blockchain space. But when I look back at the fact that it's a retaliation project, which is Bitcoin, a retaliation project to the global fall of the markets back in 2008, yeah. it was more of a political retaliation to the status quo, which says that centralization and banks and big corporates, they've, they've come to own so much of our pockets and they decide when and how we actually own what we uh, generate. And uh, if they decide to make it all crash, they can do that. So that retaliation project was meant to put power back into our pockets. Yeah. What do you feel? What do you think has happened since then? Do you feel like that has come to play or with all the bulls and the bear markets that it has fallen <laughs> flat in its face? Um. Look, I, I do think that it has made an impact. And if you want to look back, um, Bitcoin is what? Maybe 12 years old now? Oh, you know? yeah. Um, so it's, it's, been, it's yeah. been some time. Right? It really only it, started taking it, off around about 2011, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. from the inception of the project mm -hmm. to where we are now, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, uh, it's taken some time, right? Yes. So we haven't quite um, gotten into the mainstream as of yet. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do believe there's a lot of hype when mm -hmm. it comes to crypto investment and Bitcoin mm -hmm. being the first mm -hmm. and being um, a solid uh, investment when it comes to crypto. Yeah. Um, you know, that has worked out um, pretty well. You know, mm -hmm. It has worked out pretty well. But one of the things that we are still seeing mm -hmm. when it comes back to um, the banking system, right. regulations and finance is that mm -hmm. it hasn't really changed, right? It, it hasn't really changed when we, we talk about um, how um, the bankers are, are still being bailed out and how mm -hmm. they, they still um, are making the, the sort of decisions that they made independently, yeah. good or bad, yeah. right? They're still doing that, right? Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, well, you, you can admit as well that there's no moral conviction from their end to actually go digital assets. Uh, digital assets are counterposing what they are doing. So if we're talking decentralization, power to the people, economic power to the people, or financial power to the people, mm -hmm. uh, versus centralization, which says we, a few of us still own all the control. So there isn't really a conviction to move fast going towards blockchain technologies, going into digital assets for the banks. So yes, the fight is still at its early phases, so it's, an, it's at its infant stages. And until you get a critical mass of the people that are opposing the centralization of um, their finances, 
then only will you be able to see this mass mass uh, sort of improvement adoption, adoption. Yeah. so adoption yeah. is a big deal for us yeah. uh, as crypto enthusiasts because until that adoption is um, really really taking place we're not going to see the few the full value of uh, uh, cryptocurrency um, benefits the full value of the blockchain technology because in as much as you've got the cryptocurrencies which is the buzzword around blockchain the real thing for me is adoption of blockchain technology which gives systems a decentralized uh, a way of doing things. Yeah. So, for example, we spoke about supply chain management the other day. In mm. mining, how do you think that mining, can, can you just imagine how mining would evolve in Africa yeah. Yeah. if the blockchain was adopted? No, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I do think um, when we talk blockchain, and mm-hmm. we're just coming back to um, mention of finance, mm-hmm. um, when, when you're looking at how these different institutions are evolving, mm-hmm. they do have projects of their own that make business sense to them, right? right. To be able to uh, integrate mm-hmm. um, blockchain uh, technology, um, also digital assets. Mm. So they, they do have their own little sandbox that they are working in. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're not totally averse, uh, averse to, you know, um, dealing with the, 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 the blockchain technology, mm-hmm. what we find is that um, there's going to have to be some level of collaborations between what startups want to see, so a completely decentralized solution. So be forced, uh, though. I, I don't know if it's going to be forced because mm-hmm. they're in a power position, yeah. right? So uh, your financial systems are in a power position. So I don't think you can force them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read uh, a while back um, somebody describing um, the, the relationship between a startup mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and a bank. And they said, you know, this individual goes to a bank and he says, well, I'm, I'm a tech startup. I use blockchain solution. Mm-hmm. And look, I can save you money doing ABCD. Right. You know, to this executive and this executive responds and he says, okay. Cool. I'll see you next year mm-hmm. when you've implemented your technology. Mm-hmm. So a year later, it comes back. Hey, listen, you know, I've implemented my technology. So, mm-hmm. you know, would you be interested, to, you know, to take up my technology within your uh, organization? Yes. And again, it's like, you know, well, you don't have critical mass yet. Yeah. You know, go and get critical mass and then mm-hmm. we'll talk. You know, mm-hmm. It goes back. And eventually, five, ten years goes by, mm-hmm. and this little startup now is like progressing nicely, and mm-hmm. you know they've got everything that was needed from yes. a banking uh, solution. Yeah. So now imagine the old guard is out, mm-hmm. and the new incumbent comes in, and he says, "Well, that's an amazing technology. This mm-hmm. company, the startup that has been struggling to build itself mm-hmm. for the past." you know, five to 10 years mm-hmm. is actually what we need. So what do they do in collaboration? Hey, listen, we'd like to buy you out, mm. right? So mm. typically that's, that's what happens, mm. right? Uh, and it's not the only way it can happen. Or we buy you out and kill the project. We can buy you out and kill the project, or start <laughs> yeah. our own project, but yeah. there's, there's different ways for it to, to happen. But I think what um, I must stress here is mm-hmm. that um, when you look at uh, startups and uh, big organizations, uh, it's typically going to take a co- collaborative sort of approach. 
before um, we see you know, the sort of uh, adoption that we want to see. Mm. Um, I think that's one of the best ways that uh, yeah. we can go about this. I don't. I, I like how optimistic you are when it comes to corporates and government. I'm a bit more of a, you know, skeptic, yeah. uh, mainly because I truly believe it. You know, the the whole move towards um, decentralisation is a great one because if if there's no one thing that we're going to use as a tool to bridge the poverty divide, especially in Africa, is to decentralise things. Now, one of the biggest challenges is getting the knowledge and information out there to the masses, right from the person who is knowledgeable to the least knowledgeable person. And that is the reason that we started a a company called Learn Crypto Africa. And I'm sure there's many other similar startups that will uh, pop up around the continent, and which is to educate people at the bare minimum about what this thing is, digital assets, what it is. I mean, even universities have had to adapt to this and and actually put together courses that uh, teach people, but not everybody ends up in university. So we thought, let's let's put together programs so that people understand least get to get all the material in one place so that people understand what we are dealing with when we're talking about digital assets. Now back to our continent, Africa. How are we going to make sure that we are not left out? My worry is that we end up being the consumers versus the creators of emerging tech. How are we going to bridge this? Um, So I'm I'm going to go back a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, Usually when somebody asks me you know, like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I like to say that I'm a creative, right? right? And I have a background in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and I've worked with blockchain solutions. Mm-hmm. I think that gives the person an idea of, you know, my mental state, You're right? Right. So, I look for ways and opportunities mm-hmm. to be able to um, make effective or impact effectively Mm -hmm. um, and grow uh, certain businesses or business opportunities, right? So the creative element of who I am, Mm -hmm. uh, utilizing this technology to make an impact, right, is where we're going to see Africa um, participating meaningfully and being able to, you know, be part of this revolution, right? Um, I truly believe um, the way for us to be able to uh, participate is mm-hmm. for us to be creative, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's very important that we know what we're playing with, so mm-hmm. we know the technology, right. and hence, you know, what we're doing right now and what mm-hmm. you're doing is, mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, I think there's a lot of people that can learn from this and can mm-hmm. have access to, to this knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a building block. Right? right, it's a building block. So there's creativity, there's knowledge, mm-hmm. and then there's impact. Yeah. Right? So I totally do th- feel that uh, Africa um, can play a part in this, and especially uh, since we have such a young population. Oh yeah. That is also techy savvy. Ab- absolutely, 
Absolutely. We right? don't have that many industries. We don't have a, a large manufacturing um, playground in this uh, continent. Yeah. Lots of our things are manufactured outside and brought into the continent, even though the raw, uh, the raw materials are extracted from here. Yeah. But with a, a, a place that does not have industry, you end up with a very low employment rate. Yeah. Um, and with that, obviously, comes all the things, the ripple effects of high unemployment. So I think that the blockchain space it would give us an opportunity to somewhat play in there. Of course, there's the advent of uh, open AI now, and everything is turning to um, going into the, uh, the AI space. Yeah. Those are all the areas that we could play in, but we've got to get in early, you know. Yeah. When, when the Internet of Things started, when Web 1, Web 2 um, uh, came into play, we were pretty much last adoption. We bought all the gadgets. We, yeah. we were the consumers, consumers but yeah. not the developers within that space. And we only went in really late. How can we make sure that we're not getting into, in too late with emerging tech? Yeah, I, th I think, again, you know, education mm -hmm. is foundational to this. Mm -hmm. um, one needs to know what's out there in order for you to use those tools. Mm -hmm. I enable to, and I think this is my second point, mm -hmm. um, to impact um, either your community or the world around you. Mm -hmm. And that's through problem solving, right? You've mm -hmm. got to tackle real issues um, mm -hmm. that is happening around in mm -hmm. order for you to be able to make that impact. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned some of the problems that we mm -hmm. have. So mm -hmm. for example, manufacturing in Africa, mm. you know, um, I, I do believe within that lies the solution, right? Mm. So how do we um, tackle um, the problem that we have, so let's say manufacturing, mm. uh, using technology uh, mm. for us to be able to go forward? Because it's not impossible for mm -hmm. us to be able um, to participate in the manufacturing space, right? The, the, the problem is how do we do that? Mm -hmm. is, this a, is, is this a real need, one? Yeah. Uh, is this something that can help us, too? Um, and then what tools do we use to be able to um, effectively solve the solution? Mm -hmm. you know? So it comes back again, like mm -hmm. use case. Yeah. Right? It's so important for us to understand what it is that we're trying to solve for. You yeah. know? Um, and maybe that's where you come back all the way back to the drawing board and saying, yeah. okay, so what's a decentralized system trying to do? Right. What are we trying to do? What's the biggest problem that we have mm -hmm. in, in Africa? You know, and, and how can we use this technology yeah. to be able to we can, impact? We can that. list a whole lot. Data connectivity, <laughs> energy supply, sufficient <laughs> water, clean water. There's so many things that we yeah. can think about that is that that, that that creates part of Africa's problems. But the, another thing would be what are the intents of the corporates? What are the intents of the big giants that hold the economy of Africa, because we don't hold our own economy. It's people outside of the continent that decide on the fate of Africa's economy. Well, what will have to happen? If, if I was them, mm -hmm. I, I would want to secure whatever um, product mm -hmm. you know, that you know, is going into Africa or is coming mm -hmm. out of Africa. You're right. you know? So that, that would be from a business sense. You know? mm -hmm. so, I would think about it 
from a business perspective first mm -hmm. before I can choose the solution mm -hmm. to be able to implement. You know, and I think that's pretty much where it is right now. Yeah. Right? Because if it's not making business sense, mm -hmm. why would you spend the money to be able to do this exercise? Mm -hmm. So in that way, um, you mentioned uh, supply chain, uh, supply chain management, and that's an area where you know one Long can be able to effectively make mm -hmm. an impact because mm -hmm. you've got all these big uh, organizations uh, from you know Western and Eastern uh, um, East Asia, mm -hmm. you know that typically want to know what their supply chain look like. There's mm. laws in mm. Europe and, and the US mm -hmm. that reinforce this, right? It's almost like um, know your customer that the yeah. banks had to do, mm. where now they're looking at manufacturers and product manufacturers that produce mm. things like a cell phone. They're saying to them, look, you know, we're going to put the laws in place mm -hmm. for you to know exactly what's coming into your supply chain. Right. Because we don't like um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the um, not just the story, just like the story as associated to, to the mm. brand that mm. is coming out of areas that you are dealing with. Right. You know? So that becomes important. Right? Such because as child labor. Such as child mm -hmm. labor. You mm -hmm. know? Um, I think that sort of push is coming from the consumer, from mm. the European and uh, US market. You mm -hmm. know, the consumers want to know where their mm. product comes from. They mm. want to know who you've bought your, your minerals from. They want to mm. know whether child labor or mm -hmm. forced labor was yeah. utilized um, before they mm. get their cell phone. So would right? you say that it's sort of uh, one of the solutions or use cases could be to bring back ethics into an, some a place where ethics had started falling way off? Yeah. Okay, that, that's, <laughs> that's a very interesting point. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would term it this way, mm -hmm. right? So what I see blockchain trying to do is to mm -hmm. change behavior. Mm. And that behavior is being changed to run trust, mm. right? So what you want is for different individuals mm -hmm. who participate in this project to yes. be able to follow a certain degree yeah. or a certain behavior mm -hmm. um, when it comes to doing business, yes. right? So we're moving from uh, dealing with somebody that you don't trust mm -hmm. into a behavior governed mm -hmm. by a solution or yeah. by a technology that brings trust together. So yes. when you think about it that way and mm -hmm. you sit and you think, well, is, is this something that we can utilize in Africa? Is this important to us? Is right. trust mm -hmm. integral to where we want to go? Yes. Right? Um, and I think that's where, we, we, once we start answering those sort of questions, um, mm. just on a simplistic level, mm -hmm. not even a tech level, mm. just if we get the ordinary person to understand that mm -hmm. the, the technology um, mm. is integral to mm. bringing trust yeah. in a, 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 um, a group of people, mm or a group of organizations, I think that that will be a, a key element to um, what we can solve. Right. Uh, or we're saying, we're shoving it down your throat. We've yeah. given you so much of yeah. our trust, and you've abused it over the years. We've, we've entrusted you with everything. 
And yeah. slowly and surely, that trust has denigrated over the years so much that you've created, a, you've created a massive collapse of markets. You've created high inflation in various countries. You've uh, fed into um, the poverty of certain countries. You've so almost totally colonized some cultures. And now we want that back. So it's, we, it's, we are retaliating, and that re retaliation is in the form of a system that is decentralized, power back to the people, and you now are going to have to join forces with us, taking this to the next level. The reason I say join forces is that if you go into the blockchain technology, is that you're still going to be operating with fiat, which is a product of the, decent, of the centralized nature, yeah. which means that we still have a dependency on the, power, the big powers that took away the power from us. Yeah. So I would have to be freed by my oppressor to f see freedom, yeah. which is a I, complex it, thing. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is. Um, but um, I, I don't think that we can totally do away with the regulators. Absolutely right? not. Mm. Um, I think they have a critical role to play. Mm -hmm. um, within the development of where we want to see ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and that should be also factored in when, mm -hmm. when we think of where we want to go um, mm -hmm. with a decentralized system. Mm -hmm. There's certain elements um, that we're never going to get away from. Right. Uh, we're never going to get away from. And we need to learn to play in, within those boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, not moving away from how important Mm -hmm. um, the blockchain technologies and its benefits can be, but we mm. also need to understand that there are rules <laughs> right. that we, we all have to play by. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people have abused it, like yeah. you know, banks to, to uh, 2008. Uh, um, yeah. um, what's uh, what's the word? The uh, recession, uh, the recession that, that was created yeah, in by, the US. Yes. By, by the banks in the, in, in the US mm -hmm. and, and so on. But, you know, one needs to understand that mm -hmm. you know regulators also have their mm -hmm. their part to play yeah you know? i think it's a, it's a, it's also a good reset you are reteaching the mm -hmm. powers that be that this is not on we who really holds the power the people hold the power yeah but uh, if you have heavily centralized systems mm -hmm. that start tampering because centralization is not a bad thing yeah. if there's ethics involved, yeah. right? So yeah. the reason that you end up with decentralization is because we gave you our trust and you abused it. Therefore, we want to take our items back from you, yeah. which is our money, which is how we do things, which is how we input information into systems and so on and so forth. So I think that it, it, it's sort of like a, a, a symbiotic thing. So if you got a mass adoption of the new tech, mm -hmm. then the powers that be will follow suit. And yeah. hopefully, and that is only hopefully, yeah. they will then create products that are going to meet us somewhere in the middle in the decentralization path that are ethical, ethical enough, ethical, yeah. and have morals enough so that we can all be in a comfortable place. And that's bringing in the, the supply chain management, the, fin the finances, the medical space, the educational space, all of these spaces that are critical to coexistence in human life. Yeah. So I'm thinking that blockchain, if it's adopted and adopted well, could be the, the, just a 
put a bit of the solution in, in this uh, path that we're following. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree with mm. you. I agree with you. I think um, we need to look at where we can get our first wins, mm -hmm. right? Um, I don't think that governments are typically going to be your first adopters. No. You know? no. Um, but from a private mm -hmm. uh, pers perspective, yeah. um, we, we can get a, a couple of really good wins, you know, right. um, on the back of some of the industries that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. right? Um, because they are critical. Um, so supply chain management, mm -hmm. blockchain can play a really valuable uh, uh, and integral uh, mm -hmm. part in, in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, um, identity um, space, you know, we, right. we, can, we can do a lot in that space as well. Mm -hmm. Um, when we sit and we look at um, real estate, right. you know, we, we, we can do quite a lot in mm -hmm. that space as well. Um, so we, we can go on and on and just, you know, identify uh, different areas where right. we, we can actually make an impact mm -hmm. to the everyday man that mm -hmm. will create that massive uh, adoption. Right? Right. But it needs to make sense to the everyday man. They need to be able to see and understand mm -hmm. the value that comes from utilizing a, a product that mm -hmm. is powered by this uh, um, underlying technology. Yeah. Because the everyday man doesn't really care about the blockchain system and no. how great it is. They care about the, the result, right? right? They care about the solution, what happens at the end. You yes. Know? An example is like not everybody who drives a BMW knows exactly what that engine can do. Yes. Right? But if you look in South Africa, the mass adoption of the yeah. BMW brand, you know, is, is, is amazing. And they influence know? that power. And exactly. So how right? does the everyday so, man influence the power that could possibly be the solution, which is blockchain? How what kind of area could they go into? to influence that movement, which is within the blockchain? Look, I think uh, when we talk about the everyday man, mm. we need to understand how important the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, the guys that we're talking to mm -hmm. uh, in this podcast and the guys that want to learn more about the technology, right. they become an important part of how the everyday man experiences this technology, mm -hmm. right? So they, for me, that's the person who's going to, impact the everyday man uh, the most right right so the tech entrepreneur yeah and what they doing right and it comes back to real life uh, real life solutions mm -hmm. right what problems are we seeing within our community mm -hmm. and within Africa that we want to change utilizing uh, blockchain technology Right. But also, it has to make business sense. Absolutely. Right? The end user has to be able to afford right, whatever we're trying to build. Right. There's no point in us just saying, well, blockchain technology can do this, but the end user cannot afford it. Yeah. So we need to be business-minded, mm -hmm. um, but also we need to be tech-savvy enough mm -hmm. to bring that balance, mm -hmm. and then we can make the change. Right. You know? Oh, man. It's, it's such a wide subject, and I think that we're going to be uh, talking about it more often. We're also going to be meeting some uh, devs that are building solutions, um, your AR, your gaming solutions, uh, supply management solutions, which 
hopefully will be adopted by corporates. So I think that one of the big things for telcos especially, uh, or the tech companies, is to start believing and intentionally investing in entrepreneurs that are bringing solutions within the space. Um, it can only benefit the continent. It can only benefit the businesses that are involved in this. So I'm excited about where this thing is going. I'm excited about the, the tech organizations that are actually going in and investing. Uh, I will name a few in the yeah. next episodes, but we are very excited because they are the pioneers and they are the ones that are really going to charter this path for us within the space and create opportunities, create um, employment, gainful employment yeah. within the space. But it's also, to an extent, some of these things have got to be made in Africa. Because by the time we are purchasing these things, they are really, really inflated and overpriced, and that the, so much that the end, it becomes very expensive for the end user. I, I, I agree. Mm. I agree. Um, I think Africa has a place to to play in mm. in the overall ecosystem, mm. um, and I think we have to be brave enough. We have to be brave enough to try. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think what is happening. Um, from you know your uh, partners that mm -hmm. you, you you might mention in in a couple of episodes mm -hmm. and maybe others you mm -hmm. know um, they have to be able to to risk they have to be take able risk, and yes. willing to to take the risk mm -hmm. you know to see that improvement to see these new technologies built here because yes. if you look at any um, any areas where you saw or you see startups yes. um, developing, whether you, you look at America, you look at Europe, you, Asia, they all did a couple of things right. right. You know? mm. And first and foremost, it was they decided that we're going to invest in this place. Absolutely. We're going to invest in entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And I don't believe that the initial investments mm -hmm. from, let's say, you know, the, the guys that started way back, the Paul Grahams of this world, yes. you know, it, it was just about, you know, uh, profits. Yeah. It was exploring. You've yes. got to explore first, first. right? Yes. Is this probable? Mm -hmm. Is it doable? Mm -hmm. Then from there, you say, well, you know, we've learned a couple of things, mm -hmm. so let's push beyond these boundaries, right? Let's put more and more money in it but we cannot get to the level where we compete on a global space yes when we're looking for return on investment from the word go absolutely right absolutely. we're just never going to get there yes because then why should i spend my time as an entrepreneur to try and build something yes when i know that you know i might not get the return absolutely. on investment as an entrepreneur yeah right so I think it's understanding where mm -hmm. we are mm -hmm. as a as, as a, a continent and mm -hmm. as a people, mm -hmm. and being able to risk and do mm -hmm. what is necessary to mm -hmm. get us there. Absolutely, it's, it's going to take some innovators. No, it's and risk taking and patience. So yeah. in our next episode, we're going to be speaking with some tech entrepreneurs. We're also going to be discussing all the opportunities that exist some that are already in the continent and some that are threatening to come into the continent, which are all techie uh, uh, opportunities that you as an entrepreneur, you as an uh, inspired enthusiast can possibly venture into. Shabs, it's been such a beautiful moment chatting with you. It's 
always amazing talking to you about emerging technology. We're looking forward to many more uh, conversations on Learn Crypto Africa. And thank you so much for your time today. This, thank you so much. I really appreciate. Hopefully, this is not the last time that we do interact and you know talk about this. I would love to come back and all the best on your new venture. I love this. Thank this is amazing. Thank you so much. So look out for Learn Crypto Africa. Next series, we're talking about entrepreneurship in the blockchain space. Thank you. What is cryptocurrency? Allow me to please sit down. What is cryptocurrency? It's literally just money. It's digital money. It's a digital asset. So how do we, what is our relationship with money? To, to, to bridge a poverty divide, we do not give people money. We cannot give people money to eradicate poverty. We need to give people access. Access. Okay? And that's what decentralization does. It, it, it allows for access. If, I, if you tell me you're poor today, and I gave you a hundred bucks, even if I gave you a million bucks each, it's not going to eradicate your poverty. Because what are you going to do with that money? You're going to either go and buy a fancy car, you're going to go and spend it, you're going to go and buy a Louis Vuitton. Money does not bridge the poverty divide. And that's what information did. It started to tip into bridging that divide of information. What is the, the only thing that liberates people? Knowledge.